Hey friends, Ashton Gustafsson here. Welcome back to Good, True, and Beautiful. Um, we have a wonderful guest today. Not long ago, late at night, I was watching ESPN, and um, I saw this man who's a 100-year-old World War II veteran uh, who has been setting, I think now, over 18 world records uh, in track and field at his age, and I was just so inspired by the life and the zest and the energy uh, that he portrayed through the screen. I got in touch with his people, and I found out there is a way to talk to him, and Orville Rogers is joining us today. That being said, Orville, thank you so much for your time and energy and joining us at Good, True, and Beautiful. Yeah, I'm good to be with you. Well, I don't know where to begin. How, when, wh- where do you start when introducing yourself uh, in the world? Uh, I don't know. That's up to you. I'm very (laughs) grateful to be with you, and uh, uh, the interview is uh, all yours, and I'll be happy to respond to any questions. Beautiful. So I I guess I want to first get into um, some of these track world records that you have. At at 100 years old, uh, I think recently you set a couple new records in the 200, 400, 800 meter and 1500 meter events. Is that right? Yes. Did you mention 60 meters? No. Well, I, don't, if, I may have missed it. I may have missed the 60. Yeah, there, there are five total that I set uh, in March in Landover, Maryland. Wow. And so when, I mean, have, have you always been racing or is this something new that, that you just said, well, I'm 100 now, it's time to start racing? I started running when I was 50 years old after reading Dr. Cooper's book, Aerobics. Uh, He kicked off the running revolution, and I read it. It was very motivational. I ran locally with the group here for all these years since, and I've logged uh, almost 43,000 miles. I did not start competing nationally and internationally until I was approaching 90 years of age, and I looked up the records, and I thought, hey, maybe I can do that. So I engaged a trainer and worked with him, and I went to Boston uh, March 2008, and I set two new world records there, one in the 800 meters and one in the mile, and I slaughtered the mile record. I think I broke it for about a minute and a half. Wow. So, So you turn 90, and you go, hey, there's some records out there I need to break. Well, yes, there... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are age group records in five-year brackets. So I was competing in the 90 to 94 age group. And wow. since then, of course, I've graduated to the 95 to 99. And now I'm competing, although I have no com- competition. <laughs> I'm now in the 100 to 104 age bracket. Wow. Uh, that is uh, that is so beautiful and inspiring. I um. I absolutely love it. So, trace me back a little bit. Where, where, uh, where do you originally hail from? I know that you uh, uh, participated in World War II. Where, when you kind of start back, retracing your step uh, steps in life, you know, where do you begin with that part of your story? Uh, I entered uh, the World War II Armed Forces in November of forty-one, five weeks before Pearl Harbor. I enlisted as an aviation. Con- cadet in the U.S. Army Air Corps and uh, received my commission and wings in 42 
and they made me an instructor. I was uh, in the Air Corps for over four years, almost all of that time as an instructor inside the United States, uh, training other pilots to fly. Wow, wow. And so you were right in the middle of it. A- after your time in service, um, what did life look like that for you? Uh, after World War II, I went to work for an airline. It's now bankrupt. It was called Braniff Airways. And I flew as a pilot for them for over 30 years. Hmm. And I uh, interspersed that with a recall to the Air Force. I was stationed in Fort Worth flying the biggest airplane in the world at that time, the B-36. We had the capability of carrying two atomic bombs or 84,000 pounds of conventional bombs. Wow. Wow. And so, um, you know, what? what's interesting to me is uh, I assume that at some point, maybe on paper, you retired but in some way, life was just kind of getting started, and, and you have this wonderful zest and energy uh, to keep going. Is that right? Well, yes. After I was forced into retirement at 60, uh, that was the mandatory retirement age uh, in 1977. I've done a lot of private flying and missionary flying. My wife and I were in Tanzania, East Africa, for 13 months. I flew a beautiful Cessna 210 in service for the Baptist Mission of Tanzania, flying people and freight and mail and foreign dignitaries all around East Africa. And then along with that, I have delivered for missionary service 46 airplanes over much of the free world in the last uh, 60 years or so. I count that as a real blessing. I was a happy camper when I found out I could serve God by flying an airplane. Wow. How beautiful is that? So let's talk about that, because I want to talk about the thing underneath the thing. Um, It's one thing at your age to be truly setting world records, but I feel like there's another place where you pull your energy and essence and your gift to the world. Um when, when people ask you, Orville, where does this passion and purpose uh, and peace come from? Where do you begin? Well, I'm a Christian, and so I believe that uh, God commissioned me and all other of his followers to carry the message for the whole world. And so I was very anxious and appreciative of the opportunity to do mission flying in East Africa and to deliver these missionary airplanes to uh, Southeast Asia and South America and Africa. Wow. And so what are some of the disciplines, practices um, that you have adopted to stay active, stay sharp? I mean, it's it's wonderful um, to see someone at your age be as... Uh, uh, tuned in, if you will, to um, just wonderful purpose and saying, hey, uh, no matter the age, you can still get out there and do things and have impact. Well, I think there are several factors involved in my age and my ability to function well uh, until I'm 100 years old and hopefully more. I uh, am a believer, as I mentioned. I have had a beautiful wife 
a great family. I have lots of friends. I stay very active in uh, my church relationships, and I am constantly involved with uh, involving my mind in various situations, and I stay active physically. I run a, not much anymore, but I still run about six miles a week. Six miles a week. Uh, Orville, you're making me feel bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that that's wonderful so one thing that i always ask uh guests that come on our show um is what advice would you give to your younger self i'm a strong believer in uh purpose in life and uh it helps me get through the difficulties along the way i've had a lot of health problems but I have wonderful medical attention, and I work through them. But uh, again, I, I think it's involved with the reason you are being. I'm here to serve a purpose, and I intend to do it with all my vigor and uh, ability. Uh, I, I joined Winston Churchill in the adage he mentioned during World War II, never give up, never, never, never give up. Hmm. Wow. And so you would encourage people, uh, whether it's their, wherever their gifts, their talents, their passions uh, are, that very well may be their purpose. You, you, were, you were a pilot, but you were able to continue that, even after retirement, to do beautiful things out in the world. Yes, I believe in life, living life with enthusiasm. I enjoy life. I enjoy life, and I think my God gave me a good life that I might honor him, and I've tried to do that, and uh, I, I just keep living because I have a purpose in living, hmm. and that is to serve God and my fellow man. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's that thing that gets you out of bed, but it's also that gift to the world, isn't it? I'll say again. Yeah, I said it's also... Uh, it's the thing that gets you out of bed, but it's also simultaneously your gift to the world. Well, I hope so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So how would you encourage people, maybe that no, no matter where they are in life, a lot of our listeners are trying to find their purpose, find their way, do something good, true, and beautiful with their life. I know you've spoken all over the world. Where would you begin for our listeners uh, and encourage them to to find that purpose in life? I don't know whether enthusiasm for life is catching or not, but I try to encourage friends and associates to live life to the full, as I think I do. I think God put me here for a purpose, and I'm achieving that. And I recommend to my friends and all who want to hear the message, live life with enthusiasm. That's why God made you. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. So when's your next race? Uh, the next track meet is in Spokane, Washington in uh, late July. I hope to be able to compete. I, I have another health problem. I uh, am under the care of an excellent cardiologist, but I have various heart arrhythmias from time to time. Hmm. So I'm uncertain about how much longer I'll be able to effectively compete in running, but I hope to stay in there. Well, it sure was fun to watch you just pull right right away from the pack that was trying to keep up with you <laughs> in the race. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do you or do you continue to uh, uh, train, or or has some of your health issues 
um, kept you from practicing the sprints each day? I know you run six miles a week, but are you ever able to practice the dashes? Uh, I, I continue to uh, run, I think, effectively in my training program. My problem is that there is no trainer and no other runner my age to give me any advice. So I have to make up my own. <laughs> I have to make up my own training rules, but I hope I'm doing the right thing and uh, really determined to hang in there and do my best in the future days. Well, you truly are a trailblazer. You 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 are finding your own path. And uh, let me just say, on on behalf of all of us, it's it's so uh, inspiring to see your enthusiasm at your age and. Um, I hope when I grow up, I get to be like you. Well, thank you. I'm greatly honored to be with you. Well, um, I tell you what, I, I know that uh, to get this conversation has taken some time, but I'm, I'm super grateful for your time and energy, for you sharing your wisdom uh, with us. As we depart this conversation, is there anything that you would share with our listeners uh, before we go? Uh, no, I'm grateful to be a... Uh an individual who can perhaps give some inspiration and encouragement to those about me to continue to live life to the fullest of their ability. That's wonderful. Well, Orville, on behalf of all of us, uh, we are thankful for you, your spirit, and your life. Um, Just a thrill to get to speak with you today. And uh, I I can tell you, enthusiasm, uh, it, it rubs off, and it's rubbed off on me today. And I know that our listeners... Uh, are going to enjoy this conversation and share it with their friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Hey, before you go, don't forget to hit subscribe right there on your phone. That's probably where you're listening. Uh, And if you enjoyed this, would you mind leaving us a review? One of the things that we're wanting to do is get this information out to as many people as we can. And we are finding that uh, when people leave good, true, and beautiful reviews, uh, that helps us get this information out more and more to people all across the world. I do not take it lightly uh, that you invite me to ride shotgun with you in your car. Uh, You allow these conversations to be a part of your jogs. You allow these conversations to be a part of the communities and families and businesses that you've been entrusted. Uh, I do not take that lightly at all, and I am thrilled uh, that you have joined us here at this table, at this conversation. There's always a seat left. There's always room for more, uh, and we are just so grateful for you guys joining us here at Good, True, and Beautiful. And as you approach this week, may you pause by the orchid. Listen to the bluebirds sing and be loved.